tax-free windfall in the big draw, and that's the big draw that keeps millions spending millions in hopes of winning millions in the weekly national lottery. But what the ads don't tell you is that it could be you who has to pay out 40% of your prize money to the inland revenue. That's the prospect facing many winners unaware, despite advice available on the lottery helpline, that if they gamble in groups, such as with family or friends, winnings may be taxable. But now a firm of solicitors in Staffordshire is selling agreements which they claim will safeguard people in lottery syndicates against future tax demands. Hayden Price reports. Five, four, three, two, one, go! And the first ever national live lottery draw takes place on the BBC and the first one will be coming out now. It's a green and it is number 30. Number 30 is the first winning numbers come out, few punters will be thinking of the taxman, but it's a fact that if you're buying in a syndicate, you run the risk of paying inheritance tax. If each member of a syndicate were to win more than £154,000, all of those except for the person who bought the ticket would be liable for a 40% tax on their winnings. That's unless they had a formal existing agreement. Now solicitors Keeley Smith and Jobson are selling a pre-printed contract aimed at preventing the inspectors from hitting the jackpot with your money. Mike Embleton is a partner with the company. This is the syndicate agreement and as you can see it's uh, very simple, it's on two pages and it's accompanied by some explanatory notes that the syndicate leader would fill in his name and then all the names are filled in in the spaces provided and they're dated and signed. So the syndicate leader goes at the top of the page and then the other people's go underneath. Is it really worth the money? Why can't I do this for myself if it's just two sheets of paper? Well, you could indeed do it yourself, yes, yes, and many syndicates have done so. And the agreements that we've seen don't cover all the points that are covered in our agreement. For example, uh, what happens um, if one of the syndicate members dies just after the big prize has been won by the syndicate, probably a shock. Um, Fred, his brother, comes along and says, well, Bill and I had an agreement that uh, we'd share the winnings. Well, the syndicate leader's got a bit of a problem there. Um, there could be an argument. Under our agreement, the syndicate leader is bound to pay out only to the executor of the deceased's will. The document also contains a wide range of other clauses, which might have escaped the non-legal mind. Following adverts in the local press, many syndicates have now bought one of the £10 agreements. Here at CLT Essington's, Peter Chaplin's workmates had no intention of falling foul of the taxman. Well, we've got ten members in the syndicate at the moment who are each contributing about £3 a week. Uh, we saw the hype in the local press saying that we'd probably be liable for 40% inheritance tax if we were to win. We all decided that we should send for this solicitor's letter. So once it came through the post, how easy was it to actually fill in and use? Extremely straightforward. It's uh, just a matter really, as I say, of filling your name, address and signing it. It, it uh, goes on to tell you what you would have been liable for should we have not had the document. And what about phoning the helpline number on the back of the lottery tickets? I didn't even know there was an helpline number, to be perfectly honest with you. Does anybody know? Hello, and thank you for calling the National Lottery Line. Please listen to the recorded service and say yes, please, after you hear your chosen selection. Otherwise, remain silent. 
We have a, a national lottery line which is available for all players to give advice on all aspects of playing the national lottery. If you're interested in playing in a group, they'll advise on how to put together a group, um, whether it's colleagues or friends, um, when you ought to involve a solicitor. If there are some members who want to go for publicity and some who don't want to go for publicity, so all aspects will be um, advice will be given on. Louise White is a spokesperson for the organisers Camelot. She points out that the public need not buy such agreements or pay solicitors to privately draw them up. Instead, they could write their own, following simple guidance. We advise them all to make sure that you do have a formal agreement, preferably in writing, that that agreement states clearly who the members of the group are, how much they pay every week, if they do win a prize, what percentage of the prize each individual member will get. It ought to be dated. If possible, you ought to get an independent witness to sign it as well, and it ought to be kept in a safe place. If you're in any doubt at all, you ought to go to a solicitor and make sure that they check through the agreement and make sure everything's in order. So would inspectors accept such homemade agreements as proof? Paul Lackenpaul is the Assistant Director of the Inland Revenue's Inheritance Section. We would recognise any clear agreement reached between the members of the syndicate. We have no particular form, no particular requirement. As long as there is a clear agreement among the members of the syndicate, that's good enough. What counts as clear, though? The Inland Revenue is a trusting organisation. We are concerned largely with facts. We would not go out of our way to raise queries for the sake of raising those queries. So unless we have reason to believe that what we are being told is not a fact, we would accept that there was an agreement among the members of the syndicate. Well, a verbal agreement will suffice. That's it. There's no doubt about that. But it's really evidencing the agreement. That's the problem. And I've written to the Indian Revenue and asked them what evidence they would require. Just a simple statement from the syndicate leader or an affidavit, as we call it, a sworn statement or a sworn statement from all the syndicate members um, and indeed for a family syndicate. How would that work? Would they accept a declaration of the father that he'd given the uh, lottery tickets to his uh, children in exchange for the pocket money and that that was a proper agreement? I don't think so. And uh, I'm waiting for the revenue reply and I'm waiting with interest because I think that they shouldn't encourage people not to have a formal agreement uh, when it's desirable. Mike Ambleton. But Paul Lackenpaul insists that the Inland Revenue won't be demanding written agreements, only common sense proof of a syndicate. But he says it's always best to play safe and has this advice for us all. Have a clear agreement, an agreement which is understood by all members of the syndicate. In order to avoid any misunderstanding for the future, put that ad agreement into writing and get all the members of the syndicate to sign it. If you have any worries about your own particular position, pop into your local Inland Avenue office or give us a telephone call. That report from Hayden Price.